After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're talking commercials again today. We're going to talk about the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Bring it in. I think Skeleton needs a hug. My name is Andrew Walsh. Her name is Genevieve Haz. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Uh, Coming up on the show today, oh no, let me just say this to you, not the listeners. Happy anniversary, kiddo. Happy anniversary to you. 19 years today we've been together. That's right. 19 years is a long time. Tell the people what your uncle was telling you that you were telling me right before the show. Yeah. So um, my uncle, I found out recently as a listener, um, and he said that he... Had First been, of all, we got to stop swearing so much. He said we, uh, we do need to stop swearing so much, so... Uh, fuck that. Not going to. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but My apologies to everybody. <laughs> uh, but he did tell me something interesting, which I cannot uh, I cannot verify because I have long ago lost my, uh, my iTunes password. But he said that the reviews of the show, uh, many of them sort of weigh in on our, our relationship mm-hmm. and that there's sort of three schools of thought. One being that we are the perfect couple for each other. I like that. I like that, too. Um, the other being that I am too good for you, hmm. uh, which I'm also okay with. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I would say less okay with that. And then I guess the only option, the only uh, option that's left, is really that you're too good for me. And I want, if I like you are that. a listener who thinks that Andrew is too good for me, I, in all seriousness, please write in and tell me why. I would. I mean, not not you because know, I, I disagree. You know, I hear that news, and I'm just like, yeah, that's sweet. You are too good for me. That's great. <laughs> and you hear that news, and you legitimately are like, who's the bonehead who thinks I'm too good for you? Like, how do you think that makes me feel? Maybe it's comments like this that make people say that. Yeah, <laughs> actually. <laughs> so anyway, happy anniversary, Genevieve. But also, couple. ladies, if you've been interested all this time, I may be single soon. <laughs> So Not be- after 19 years, be- to, to another 19. <laughs> because uh, today is actually, it's the uh, it's the 7th of January. It's our 19th uh, anniversary of being uh, together as a couple from that day when I asked you. Oh, my God. I don't even want to get my into girlfriend. this. We have, a, we have a 19-year running debate over who asked whom to be boyfriend-girlfriend. We both agree that someone said, do you want to be boyfriend-girlfriend? Because it's a dumb thing to say, obviously. And um, more evidence that it was me. I remember it distinctly. No, I remember distinctly how stupid I felt that I couldn't come up with a better formulation of that. We remember where we were. We remember the configuration of how we were standing, mm-hmm. but we just... In a doorway? We just disagree over it. who said it. Remember it we'll, like it And the world will never ago. know. Uh, the world will know because If I time right. travel is ever invented, that's my first stop. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Suddenly I'm interested in time travel. That's what it took. Um, I'm not... I'm not spoo- this isn't a spoof either, guys. Genevieve and I both feel very passionately that we are both right on this. It yeah. is one of the most mind-boggling things in my life, honestly. But... Um, all right. Well, we got a show to do because then you and I are going to go to dinner. Um, but we thought that since it's our anniversary and the world should be celebrating us, uh, we can celebrate other anniversaries. And we're going to take a look at how uh, companies and brands have turned their big anniversary events into commercials. Yep. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Also, uh, Ad Council. Oh, my God. 
Too too much good stuff. I have uh, some great stuff uh, for you guys from the Ad Council. Um, From you guys and for you guys, uh, somebody has an explanation of the Count commercial for State Farm that we thought made no sense at all. The Count is like laughing and then... A lightning bolt hits his tractor, which is outside the window. It just was mind-boggling. Yeah. Listener says, I can explain it to you. The commercial still is kind of meh, but it makes a lot more sense. So we'll talk about that. And also, um, there's a great Folgers commercial that uh, listener Michael sent in with a uh, show topic idea along with it. So we will do all of that. But let's start by celebrating some anniversaries. That's right. Tony, Tony, Tony had more than one song. Yes. I can understand why this one maybe didn't top the charts. <laughs> I'm going to walk you guys through this one. I will say this. Uh, I understand people who think that I'm too good for you uh, in a relationship uh, manner, but I do think that you're the better host of this show. So, <laughs> and I mean that with all sincerity. I mean, I've listened back. Not much. I've well, I only back. have to host one show a week, not yeah. seven. So that's my problem. I do it too much. <laughs> yes. I'm a professional too, podcaster. Too, much, too, and too that's much good why, podcasting. And that's why I'm bad at this show. That's right. That's not true. But anyway, uh, I will be the one walking you through these because I gathered these uh, yesterday. First one we'll start with is one that you said you remember uh, from back in 2000. 12, I think, um, or I guess we say 2012. Uh, it was for Motel 6. It's a great American brand, right? And yeah. they had this, um, I can't remember which anniversary this was. They'll say it in the ad. But it's a classic, um, it's a classic showing the course of time and the changing of the styles. Right. A lot of these as we often say, are very visual. We'll post them on the Facebook page. Uh, And in this one, you see the classic American family, white. Yep. 1950s, right? Like mom, dad, daughter, son in the back seat. Yeah, 2.5 kids. Yeah, and so, you know, I say... I don't have to explain that I'm saying that not, I'm not championing that as the classic American family, but, you know, yes. that's what the casting I think, is. I think regular listeners know... Uh, we're woke as okay, hell. Okay, I just... <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? Maybe we have some new listeners who are kind of like, oh, I heard Andrew's in the market. I should hear what this show is all about. <laughs> oh, he really and, likes oh, white people. Wow. <laughs> we don't know how he feels about people of color, but he really likes Big white fan people. of white people. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll cut this all out. Anyway, <laughs> so you kind of got a, a classic um, American family driving through the desert on some road trip and like some sort of 1950s car. I have car blindness, so I don't know what it is. And then um, as the time goes on, the car is a cool kind of um, animation that's almost an industrial sort of kind of a three dimensional where the car will literally kind of transform. Mm-hmm. But um it does it almost like but a instead transformer. Of becoming, instead of becoming a robot yeah. um, that uh, has a jewel in its chest, uh-huh. is that what happens? Put it in my chest. Yeah, I, I've never seen those movies. Transformers, uh, it just becomes a new kind of car. It, yeah, and it, but it does kind of like do it in chunks. Like the bumper will change and the wheels will change. And then as that's happening, the family inside is changing. I don't remember if the kids are getting older, but certainly the... Um, 
I think they are a little bit. But getting, their mouths are getting a lot smarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a really great shot in here. Of, um, and everything kind of changes in that same kind of robotic way. You see uh, the boy in the backseat at one point playing the old 1970s football game. I actually have a, a kind of a retro version of it over there, that little football game that was just like beep, beep, beep. And then you see it transform into a 1990s era video game. Like a Game Boy. Another one. It wasn't quite a Game Boy. It was pre-Game Boy, a little bit more basic than that. I had a little race car one. Um, so let's see. I think there's... Oh, and this is, of course, Tom Bodette doing the voiceover. Who else? Over the past 50 years, the way America travels has changed a lot. But through all that time and all those many changes, there's been the same place to find a comfortable night's rest, Motel 6. Always there with the lowest price of any national chain, so you save more for what you travel for. So no matter how much the journey changes, you'll know there's a light on at the end of it. Motel 6, 50 years, and the light's still on. Good job, right? I think so, yeah. I really the like that. The passage of time, the animation is entertaining. It's sad how boring the family mobile becomes yeah. by the end. It's just like this super generic silver minivan from what started out as this like full of character, big boxy yeah. blue you know, station wagon. Mm-hmm. Probably it's better uh, gas mileage, though. I'm sure. I'm sure it's just, uh, you know, it's just like you say this all the time about how cars have no character Yeah, now. definitely. So... But yeah, you know, how long is, God, how long has Tom Bodep been their spokesman? Oh, man, forever. We'll leave the light on for you. Yeah. There's a phrase that really has entered the lexicon. Yeah. Um, so uh, I like that one. I think that's just a good basic place to start. This next one may be one of my favorites, and surprisingly so, because I did not expect to be wowed by this. Uh, this is, again, a, a something that is very tropey right now, uh, which is showing somebody age. It's almost like one of those um, Subaru commercials where you see a little girl grow up through her dad's eyes. Right. Only this is not through a dad's eyes at all. But um, they this is for KLM Airlines, which I believe is a British. British? British? It's like, I want to say British or British. a British colony. Could it be Australian? Um, let me look it up. I was just going to keep on saying British in a higher and higher voice <laughs> until uh, Royal Dutch Airlines. Oh, Dutch. Oh, Dutch. I was way off. Um, so it begins with an like some really old footage or, or a recreation of uh, an airplane flying in the sky. 1919 KLM Royal Dutch Airlines was founded, says the text on the screen. And then we skip to, I believe, the 1940. 40s, although I can't quite see the text on the screen here, where a little girl is working on a farm somewhere and a plane of that era flies overhead and she runs outside to watch the plane. Uh, we're going to have to do a lot of describing, but just know this is one of those kind of evolution commercials. She's going to grow up over time. She is going to uh, continue to be fascinated with uh, air travel. She will get a job as a flight attendant or what they would have called a stewardess back in the 1950s when we get to that She part loves of flying, so she did not become a pilot. She became a flight attendant? It was the 50s. I see. So let's take a listen. 1919, KLM was founded. 1934, okay. She runs outside. She runs outside. Watches it fly overhead. It's like one of those, it's not a biplane, but it's certainly like a propeller plane. Now she's a young woman. She's applying for a job. She got the job. She's now dressed as a flight attendant. We see her getting older. She's helping people up onto the plane. Very classy back then. She's yeah, serving drinks. Yeah, it's sort drinks. of like the 60s. She's watching people fall in love on the plane. Oh, now she's had a child. 
So she had to take some time off work, which is back at work now. They have a very forgiving maternity policy, apparently. It's 1962 now. Her girl is a young girl, probably around 12. And she's dressing up like her mom, the flight attendant. Now it's 1975. She's getting a little bit older. Her daughter's a teenager now, and seeing her mom at work is pretty cool. She's digging the whole airline thing. Now it's 1991. I'm a little confused here. Yeah, I'm getting confused. Did I, I feel I, like, I think, I think I we've missed a, a generation. I skipped a generation. Here. You're right. I think now, we have two generations of women yes. who are flight attendants. Yes. And I, I have to assume that generation number three is going to be a pilot. You gave it away. Yes. We, uh, we. So we see her daughter grow up old enough to have a baby of her own. And now we see um, that young woman in 2003. And much like the shot of her mom or her grandmother dressed as the flight attendant, she is now boarding a plane in a pilot's uniform. I watched this last night. I told you I yelled from the other room, Genevieve, one of these commercials is trying to make me cry again. <laughs> it really got you. <laughs> it huh? was this one. Yeah. When you see in 2019... The young woman board the plane as the pilot. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Here's how I would like to see this be just a smidge different. This is your captain speaking. We wish you a comfortable flight. As our as our pilot is walking onto the jetway, she's dressed in the you know the blue uniform of the pilot. You know she looks very professional. She's flanked by three people who are clearly flight attendants. They're kind of in soft focus, but they've mm. got the the different uniform of the flight attendant. Again, they're all women. Mm-hmm. I would really have liked to have seen a little gender diversity. Uh, also, a little racial diversity. Well, it's a super white. I mean, I know it's the Netherlands. <laughs> so fine. You get a pass on that. <laughs> wow. We're like Holland. dealing with some dicey racial conversations on the show today. But we just said we like white people. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do think that like uh, it would have been a little bit cooler if they'd had maybe some male flight attendants flanking her. Or at least one, because it sort of feels like, for one thing, it almost feels a little bit of like a diss on the the career of flight attendants, which is a mm. real job oh, and it's very hard work. Right, and I don't, sure. I don't think that's like, you know, people shouldn't feel undermined for doing that work. It's honest work. It's hard work. Um, and it sort of feels like, oh, it's 2019. Women can be pilots now instead of like, oh, it's 2019. Like jobs aren't gendered anymore. Mm-hmm. Sure. Would you say that you were kind of doctoring that commercial a little bit? <laughs> Doctor! See, now you've made me afraid to to offer any critiques of ads because I know I'm going to have to hear that. And I know some listeners are equally annoyed. When you go to iTunes, one of the main comments people leave is they don't like it when you talk over the Doctor Doctor lyrics. Yes, I'm sure that's true. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? My doll is ill. She has high fever. Again, welcome new listeners. <laughs> um, okay, here's a... Com- th- those are all really good points, Vives. I don't mean to um, dismiss them. You're absolutely right. I didn't think about it. When I was watching it last night, and again, I had just been sitting at my computer for a couple of hours just slaving over this laptop. No, like collecting all these yeah. things. And a lot of them I was surprised. Let me actually say this. I was surprised by the lack of these, or at least my inability to find what I thought I would find, which is really epic Budweiser, yeah, Levi, right? These American, like these swelling things, American yeah. brands, right. Bud- really legacy brands. Budweiser did a a nine eleven anniversary ten years later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, GE did like their aeronautics division that was boring. Maybe we can do that for our nine eleven show. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so I, I really thought like I'd, we'd see a lot of like sweeping because we see so much of that now. It's not necessarily anniversary based, but kind of like when Jim Beam started yes. this company, he didn't touch a drop until it was perfect. Right. Like, a lot of a these lot sort of, of like the shit. the real like the the deep roots and legacy of their company to like yeah. establish themselves as authentic and American and yeah. yeah. I didn't find as many of those as I thought I would. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm before I get to another favorite example, let me do play the the Budweiser one I did find and this would have been for 125th anniversary of Budweiser, which happened in 2001, which is it's not the dark days of advertising, but I'm just so surprised that it, again, it wasn't like horses slow motion, right. ninety second commercial, like yeah. slowly stamping across the plains <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, what do horses do? I, I think slowly stamp across the plains. You, you nailed yeah. it. That's isn't that in the national anthem? <laughs> right. I think. Exactly. But instead, that's one of the verses that we almost never sing. All I could find was this very crappy looking very 2000 almost like late 90s looking 30 second spot for 125 years of Budweiser Adolphus Bush started making Budweiser 125 years ago it's like documentary style right. it's like cheap ass documentary style they're showing some uh, this looks like a documentary that I would have made in my when I was working yes. in my documentary class and we had very few tools to rely on outside of like some cheap Chiron technology and like you know, some old archival footage. Yeah, who's this guy who's talking here? It's Augusta A. Bush the third, and he's kind of he's sitting in front of the camera, somewhat soft focused, warm setting, looking kind of past the camera, like he's talking to the yeah. Interviewer. They told him like talk to the interviewer. Yeah, it's like classic, kind of like this looks like a History Channel show. Adolphus Bush started making Budweiser 125 years ago. He purposely brewed Budweiser as a smooth, refreshing, premium lager. Five generations later, we couldn't be more proud to be America's favorite beer. This is, that's August 8th, which the Wow, this music is so 90s. How cheap ass was that and for a great American brand? I, know. I mean, that really does look like something you could make using like consumer tools. Oh my gosh. You would expect like people coming home from wars over the past 125 years embracing oh, yeah. their brothers, like which was a Budweiser thing, I think. Um, that during, I think, uh, a Super Bowl ad. Do you remember that Super Bowl ad from maybe like six years ago or something? Like a was that the one where, where it was speculated whether he was gay? Oh, yeah. Good call. It was yeah. like a surprise party for him in a barn. But like you, that was a modern soldier coming home. Like you, you could look at world events. You could have had guys, you know, celebrating the end of World War Two. Like, yeah. Sorry. Just wanted to do the math on that really quick. I'm sorry. I just got in my head. I was trying to remember what anniversary this is. It's 125 years. Yeah, they've years. got a lot of history. Yeah. So anyway, what a cheap ass commercial, huh? Yeah, that feels so thrown together. I wonder what that was even used for. It doesn't even feel like something that aired on television. Now, this next one's going to be a little bit tricky. This is for Fanta. I couldn't find a good Coke anniversary commercial, although I did find one that was an... Maybe I should have put this in here. I don't have it in here now. There was an anniversary of a commercial commercial, and it was the um, anniversary of the I Want to Teach the World to Sing. Oh, interesting. Do you want me to find that? Maybe I'll just find that on the fly and yeah, play Yeah, that is you. interesting. I thought maybe it was going to be Diet Coke break anniversary, because I celebrate oh. that every year. 
<laughs> when you with look the, out the window with the sexy and you, construction worker. and you ogle the construction yeah. workers, um, I don't know if they make construction workers like that anymore. Yeah, if I don't they know. Ever did. Um, if they ever did, make construction workers great again. <laughs> Show title. Um, okay, so this isn't for Coke, but it's for Fanta, which is a. It, it always has been, by the way. I didn't realize this. A Coke product. Okay. And this commercial. It didn't start out like. No. Its own thing that then got bought up. And this commercial will explain it to you. Now, this commercial aired in Germany, and it's in German. So it's going to be a little bit. I'm going to put on the subtitles, and I will read it. You haven't seen this yet, but no. you also speak a little bit of German. Um, so you might a get very it anyway. Little bit. But I'm going to, before we get into it, I'm showing you the visuals here, just so you can get it. It's showing the history of Fanta, but it's, it's animated in this sort of three-dimensional, but very simplistic, um, really poppy, almost like puppet-ish, mm-hmm. dollhouse-y um, production style, which I love, right? This is really cute animation. And uh, again, I'll tell you what the yeah, story is. It's like a stop motion. Yeah, kind of stop motion, but very cute. Um, and okay, so here we go. By the way, the Coke had to pull this commercial. Okay, so they unveiled this big 75th anniversary of Fanta commercial. Then they immediately had to pull it. Oh yeah, you said you were gonna have me and guess so why I'm gonna, they had to pull I'm it. Gonna, so don't interrupt this one. Don't you dare interrupt. <laughs> uh, don't interrupt because I think I'd like to get to the end of it, and it's gonna be hard for me to kind of like translate it as we go here. But. Um, do tell me if you think you know why it had to be pulled immediately. Okay, give me the bell. Okay. Oh, you'll you'll just clink you'll clink it when it's time. I'll clink it when it's time. You'll clink it when you think you know, and then we'll, at the end you can tell me what uh, you think the answer is. So this begins with the uh, voiceover saying, "And now a brief time travel in matters of fantasy." Now I do wonder right away if that's a translation problem because I don't know why they're saying fantasy. This is supposed to be the real history of the company. Okay. Um, so already we have a little bit of a communication breakdown, but I don't think that's why it was pulled. Und jetzt eine kurze Zeitreise in Sachen Fantasie. Vor 75 Jahren 75 years ago, resources for our beloved Coke in Germany were scarce. Employees at Coca-Cola, rather clever brainiacs, had to think of something, and they came up with a brilliant idea. From the scarcely available ingredients like whey and apple fibers, they simply developed a new drink. Ta-da! The birth hour of Fanta. Fanta because of its fantastic taste and imaginative idea. This German icon turned 75 years old. And to celebrate this, we're bringing back the feeling of good old times with the new Fanta classic. A brand new Fanta inspired by the original recipe. It tastes uniquely delicious, less sweet, and it's available in the unmistakable ring bottle. Yes, the one from back then. The new Fanta Classic. Good like before, just today. Okay, first of all, how did I do on my translation? I mean, they do that that first line does use the word fantasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the writing on that is so strange. Now, my German's not amazing, but it's good enough that I got most of the vocabulary mm-hmm. there at least. And I think the translation is very literal, but I think it's it's a sort of idiomatic kind of German where like the meaning is sort of lost in the literal uh-huh. translation. Um, I can't figure it out. The only thing that I can think of, and I'm probably way off here, is that it's like back to the good old days and the good old days that they're referring to were like Nazi days. Ring your bell. Coca-Cola has pulled its latest ad for Fanta in Germany over an unintended reference to Nazi Germany. 
The ad, slugged good old times, was created to celebrate Fanta's 75th anniversary by recounting the birth of the popular soda. In the video, Coca-Cola explains how its German plant was having difficulty getting the syrup needed to make Coke in the 40s, so bottlers were forced to make their own sodas, including Fanta. The problem? The reason the plants had a hard time getting the syrup was of World War II and trade embargoes against Nazi Germany. Coca-Cola has apologized for the ad. Yeah, you really want to be careful when you laud the industrialized Germany of the 40s because it really, mm -hmm. really is problematic. It's like VW doing an origin story. Yeah, they really can't. They, you really can't. Yeah. Some origin stories may be just low-key a little bit yes you might want to low-key that one I, that's really interesting i mean you got to do that math right yeah coca-cola you got to do the math on what what well, was they happening knew they were just glossing over it i mean that's the problem i yeah. think you don't do that whole commercial and, and not, say, i mean obviously they oh, knew they, they knew couldn't the get the supplies well you know why they couldn't get the supplies right i mean i thought like the only way it could have been worse if it was like and it was made with slave labor uh-huh right which there a was, lot of things were i wish i'd taken note of this i didn't realize it was going to come up on today's show but somebody tweeted something out today I think it was just somebody we know. They took a photo of a bottle of something. I, I want to say it was like some sort of a condiment or something, but it said since 1865 or something. And the person was kind of like, this is what they were doing during the Civil War? Just like making <laughs> like barbecue sauce? Like creating new flavors of sauce? I mean, there were things that were sure. being made in yeah. the 1860s uh, besides, you know, cannon and Yeah, but whatnot. you just think like, like, you know, vehicles are invented during times of war and all kinds of things that are like tangentially also barbecue related. Sauces. But also like, well, the troops had to, you know, put something in their pulled pork. Uh, anyway, so I love that. I love the story behind that Fanta That's ad. That's fascinating. And you totally nailed it. Here's one. We're getting kind of regional here. Walsh, why did you pull this one? Because it's so visual, but I thought it was very <laughs> cute. So this is for a, a TV station in Boston that you and I know. You lived in Boston, and also you can pick this up in parts of New Hampshire. WBZ. Sure. They turned uh, 70 in, I want to say, 2018. And what they did was they took an old promo that used to run with an old jingle from, I'm going to guess, the 70s or early 80s. And they split screen the screen and they totally do a shot by shot remake with their new newscasters and news team. So in the original promo, you see the WBZ news team out in the community roller skating with roller skaters and and uh, I don't know, gathering news and uh, uh, oh, yeah, rushing to fire truck scenes. That's what they call them. Yeah. I'm also in the news. <laughs> I was an editor. Get to the fire truck scene, stat! Um, uh, and what they do is they split screen it, and they have their new news team recreate this. I mean, really well. Really well. And again, I when know it's very made? visual. Um, this was made, I want to say, uh, 2018. Okay, so pretty recent. Uh, oh, I see. And you know what? I should have done my reading. This is from their all four... Uh, I'm sorry, one for all promo from 1980. And I did you already say this is their 70th anniversary? And this is their 70th anniversary, but they're just going back to 1980 for this promo. And the reason, it is very visual, so you don't get a lot of the jokes, but you will really enjoy this one-minute promo song from 1980. I guarantee it. Channel Making friends and sharing feelings Whenever it counts, we'll always be there 
how zazzy is that I song? Love, I really well the song of course is so uh, you know nineteen eighty. It, it's so nineteen eighty. I love that, and I think it's visually. I mean, it's visually a lot, right? Because you're mm-hmm. looking your your eye wants to compare the the differences like between the two the two shots that you're looking mm-hmm. at. I could see watching that several times yeah. as I was in market, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like, think it's on, it's on. It's That's on. A, it, hey, it's on commercial. Yeah, it is a hey, it's on commercial. And I think it's I think it's really well done. Yeah, and it's also um, gender blind. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the, the uh, male reporters are... Rep- Placed by modern female reporters and and you know vice versa. Yeah, I was sort of surprised by how much diversity there was in the old footage and mm-hmm. the old shots. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, yeah, I really good job, WBZ. Um, oh, you know, I that's a cool way of celebrating an anniversary. I should, yeah, I really like that, and also like you, I really do like that song too. Like, it kind of <laughs> like it's really corny and old, but yeah. it's still kind of like it's still I don't know, kind of touching. Um, and of course, when everybody thinks of anniversaries, they think first of the Barbasol shaving cream 100th anniversary uh, from just 2019. Behind every face is a story, unique, each and every one. Beautiful stories. Inspiring stories. Some beyond our wildest dreams. And every day, a new story begins. We salute every fearless, self-assured, undeterred, hopeful face all across America. Here's to the next 100 years. Barbasol. Barbasol's really stretched the definition of uh, what it means to use their product. I saw some astronauts on the moon. <laughs> I saw, They're just like saw some farmers. This is a commercial that just like they just it's like threw everyone, a bunch of shit into a blender. Every man's got a face. Yeah, exactly. And there's it, it's just so lazy. Yeah, it really it's just like is. it's like they grab some old footage of guys. Yeah, it's just like grab some new footage of like, guys. Literally, like any man. Yes. Without a beard is. Fair game for and this plus, commercial. can't they show like one woman shaving her legs or something like that? Do women use shaving cream on like for Barbasol type of shaving cream? Yeah, or sometimes. Have, yeah. I mean, it's certainly not unheard of. And um, and yeah, they I've like that was so centered around men and men shaving. Which I mean, Barbasol. I mean, yeah. listen, this sort of thing. I'm not I'm not criticizing them from some sort of a whatever. I'm not trying to be annoying about it, but it's just from a creative standpoint. It just, just feels like d- you nothing. could any any sort of generic product that men use or even just that people yeah, use. Yeah. That could be that. I mean, it could be for for beer or Chevy's or whatever, you know, like yeah. it just felt like plug in product here at the end. And like it just it's just sort of like America. Okay, this next commercial I want to play for you is for Mercedes-Benz. It was celebrating their 125th anniversary back in 2012. Um, This is a long commercial. My guess is it was a Super Bowl commercial. It's like a, a, a minute 30. It's incredibly visual. I'm going to do a terrible job of trying to describe what's happening in here. Okay. Uh, I will say this is a commercial that really hooked me. And then we can talk more about it uh, at the end. But what you're going to see is we're going to open up and there's an old Mercedes-Benz, almost cobwebby in an old barn somewhere. It looks abandoned. And then suddenly it just starts. It's the middle of the night, by the way. And it starts up, its headlights flick on, and all of a sudden just starts driving itself. And then it murders a teenager. And then Stephen King comes out. 
Um, and then we see uh, some Mercedes-Benz showroom, almost like a museum somewhere. A security guard goes by, and as soon as he gets off the floor, a bunch of these other cars start waking All sort up. Of classic Mercedes. These are classic Mercedes, and they start waking up, and they start driving off the floor. And then, here, I'll, I'll hit play on it, because I'm not going to... I should tell it over the course of the 30 seconds, or the 90 seconds. <laughs> Because of Christine, it's really creepy to see a car mm-hmm. turn on by itself. Now we're in the showroom, the museum. These Mercedes are about to wake up. and I mean, these are some beautiful classic cars. They're driving themselves off the uh, showroom. We're seeing our original car. They're all, they all appear to be meeting somewhere. We just saw a brand new one, or maybe one from the Hello? recent years. Like, leave a driveway, and one leaves a camping site. Now people are starting to realize my cars are driving away. We see a test <laughs> a test dummy one drive away from the uh, smash-em-up room. <laughs> That's what they call it. We see modern cars. Now suddenly we see... Oh, oh Puff Daddy. P. Diddy. P. Diddy is in bed, and now suddenly... I'm from the Puff Daddy generation. I understand. He wakes up, and he's like, oh, no, not that better not be my car. I think he assumes that somebody's stealing his car. He looks out the window, and he just sees it drive away. It's my car. He's kind of cute. Now we see a really futuristic one. I don't know, some sort of test model that looks like it's from Blade Runner. Yeah. Driving by some car that looks like it's a, a, a basically a horseless carriage. And then here's one driving by the the pyramids at Giza. That's right. They're all going somewhere. Where They're are all they all converging. going? They're all converging. Where? What are they gonna do? What's P Diddy gonna do? You can see an overhead shot of all of these Mercedes now coming together. Twenty-five years in the making, introducing the new line of Mercedes Benz. Then they just open up a bit. They all come to some sort of, you know, fancy showroom thing. It looks like an airplane hangar, but it's yeah. like the Mercedes factory or you, Mercedes showroom. It could whatever. be a place where the, some annoying bearded guy could ask real people, not actors, bullshit questions. <laughs> right. And suddenly they, uh, the big garage door opens. Four brand new uh, Mercedes uh, are shown. And then they just zoom out of their garage. 125 years in the making. Introducing the new line of Mercedes-Benz. Welcome to the family. That's it. They drive away. None of the other cars follow them. There's no, How did they get through the other cars? What's P. Diddy doing? There was all that buildup for, thir- for 90 seconds just to be like, here are four new cars. And then we see him drive away and we never see what happens with the old cars. Yeah, I agree. P. Diddy is a completely unnecessary addition to this ad. He's he's nothing but a distraction. If he's going to be in it, then... Oh, wait, there's a oh, little... Wait. Okay, oh, there's, there's a little... A little okay. okay, there is a button with him at the end. I did forget about this. Because he needs this. a punchline for okay, sure. Okay, so we see Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing, and then... Has anyone seen my silver Mercedes? Anyone? <laughs> okay, so it's a bunch of people milling about, so, that, yeah, looking so he, for their cars. It's every, a little better, yeah, it's, but... It's the, like, the big lot where now all of these cars that have driven off by themselves are sort of assembled, and all these people, including P. Diddy, are wandering around looking, trying to locate their car. They needed to give him a better line than has anyone seen my silver Mercedes. And also, they just needed to have these cars do something. So they all just went somewhere, and then they parked... 
and then four new cars drove away without them. Like at least have them all trail the new right, ones. Right, or like or, make way for them. Or make way, in some way. exactly. Yeah, There's like no have way. them interact in some way. But I will say, I enjoyed the spectacle of the all these historical Mercedes. I think that's a great way. I mean, it's a way of telling the same story a lot of these other products are telling, which is like how the product has changed over time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that I think it was the Dodge. I think it was Dodge, you know, the people who make um, the uh, charger, the charger yeah. and the, and the challenger. They had like the two Dodge brothers oh, driving yeah. in jo- Dodges that yep. over yep. then like through the years, the Dodges got newer and newer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was effective. I like seeing old cars and I like seeing how a car company has evolved the like design and look and feel. Mm-hmm. And I actually think these new form new Mercedes, like some of them are pretty tight looking. Um, so I think it could have been good, but I think they're trying to do too much. You don't need a celebrity person in there to like add zhuzh to it. Mm-hmm. And there should have been, you're right, some kind of like if the cars have personality and they're like trying to welcome these new baby Mercedes to the family, then they needed to go with that conceit and have them interact in some way with these new cars. Yeah, they just didn't stick the But I like the visuals. I like the visuals. It's just, they just, it just didn't end. They didn't have the, it was such a whiz-bang commercial. Yeah, and then the ending was just like nothing. (sighs) Real disappointment, because otherwise that could have been one of my, I love that commercial. I think there's so much good about that. And then for it to go absolutely nowhere, and then for, I, I, well, verisimilitude doesn't even really matter that much but like also i swear the last overhead shot we see of them they're all facing in one direction kind of pointing towards the right. garage doors in this one it just kind of looks like a parking lot where they're all yeah well after the way. after the new mercedes left they just had a dance party yeah they said a dance party had some uh the which i'd also like to see high octane you know got got buzzed on some Fancy gas. I don't know how cars work. Um, okay, I had a couple others in here, but I think I'm going to skip them because, frankly, they're not that great. There's a Facebook 10th anniversary ad, 2004 to 2014. It's before Facebook starts to be really reviled um, and before a lot of you know the latest scandals and we know what a garbage company it is. It's pretty straightforward. Like, hey, look at you. Uh, they're just showing – I think they show – they focus on one or two or three people and what their life has been like between 2004 and 2014 through their Facebook postings. It's fine. Um, we talked about this one a lot after last year's Super Bowl or leading up to last year's Super Bowl, the big NFL 100 mm-hmm. commercial. We're in the 100th season. I don't think I said that word right, uh, of the NFL right now. So to kind of launch that at last year's Super Bowl, they had this big two-minute commercial where – all of the huge names in the NFL are at some banquet, and then it right. becomes some sort of a free for all. They're when throwing the ball throws around. A football yeah. and becomes kind of a uh, keep away. It was a good ad. Yeah, it was a good ad. Big, epic, very visual. Um, uh, I did find one for. I couldn't find one for any of the big networks. I thought there would be like NBC. Yeah, you would like, think. And again, it doesn't mean that they don't exist. It just means that maybe their anniversaries were during a time before everything went online. Right. You know. Um, but I did find a funny one. Thirty years of the more you know. Maybe I'll play this one for you. Just like it's just celebrating the the more you know PSAs that. Uh, NBC did this has it's like a montage of famous people most of whom I didn't recognize you ha- do you know who Akbar Gabaja Biamalia is I don't Al Roker I do know who Al Roker Andrew is. Andrew Ross Sorkin Chuck Todd we know who that is um Howie uh Mandel is in here I know him Aaron Lim 
Anyway, a whole bunch of people uh, talking about how great The More You Know is. 30 years of The More You Know? That's Chuck oh, Todd. that's older than I am. Shut the front door. Three decades of discussing. How to strive for better health. Make your mark on politics. Even spread a little kindness. 30 years of celebrating. Diverse voices. Comunidades más fuertes. A sustainable world. And a bright future for young people. For 30 years, we've been here for you. And together, we, we continue, continue to shine. shine. The, the more, more you know. know. It's only missing greens, though. Yeah. And then they create, and then they sh- show a, a brand new, the more you know logo at the end. Like, that was stick so with the old weak. one. Yeah. First of all, yeah, well. like, go for the nostalgia play here for sure. Those, that was very poor writing. And also, like, NBC has a, I mean, Eric McCormick, I mean, no offense, Will of Will and Grace, but like, that's the, like the, that's the big shiny person they had. Well, I think they're all supposed to be big, shiny people. Well, though. I know. I mean, you but feel like, like they built it around him. I mean, what I about just Al Roker. I Shut mean, the front door. Yeah, like Al Roker. Like when was that made? That was last year, I believe. Last year, okay, so it would have been post, probably post uh, Lauer. Oh yeah. Um, but like it just it felt like the B team, really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I wasn't even going to play that one because again, I, I felt a lot of these were were. Very skippable. There's a Pokemon 21 that I didn't understand enough, so I yeah, can't tell you what's happening. If you, if you think uh, I'm going to be able to help explain Pokemon. <laughs> so we'll skip that. But I did find here on the fly the um, Coca-Cola Hilltop Reunion advertisement. The one that Don Draper created. Yes, exactly. Now, that original I Want to Teach the World to Sing commercial, I believe, was 1970, and I think this came out in then 20 years later in 1990. One thing that I guess... I didn't realize was that it must have been shot in England because this begins with, I don't even think I watched this whole thing. I think I dismissed it. I dismissed it pretty quickly yesterday, but it begins with a woman. I'm going to say maybe in her forties sitting with a young girl who I take to be her daughter on the hilltop in quote unquote modern times. But again, 1990, you know, it happened right here 20 years ago. Right here, mom. Mm Mm-hmm. You just can't imagine what it felt like. I'd like to buy Yeah, she's having a memory. We see the old footage. Furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I'd like to teach your world. Now, we're seeing a mixture of old footage and new, or is this all new footage now? Well, this must be all new footage because yeah, you've got the, right. the original singers singing the I'd like to teach the world to sing, but it's over. it's intercut or meshed with the the Coca-Cola, uh, more modern theme song that the kids are that their kids are singing. Can't can't change. Uh, oh yeah. Yesterday as today, generation after generation, all over the world, you can't beat the feeling of the real thing. Yeah, boy, that feels like 1990, which it's funny to think we're further from that commercial than that commercial was from the original. Holy crimney. Yeah. Well. (laughs) Yes, time marches on. (laughs) Happy anniversary. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind 
Okay, let's move on to check in with the Ad Council. That's you guys, by the way. Just a reminder, if you want to uh, send us anything, you can email us after these messages show at gmail.com. And the voicemail had no voicemails today. We love hearing your pretty little voices, 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. I got this email. We got this email from Ben in Boston. Uh, telling us, giving us a little intel on that Sesame Street slash State Farm commercial that I was describing at the top of the show. Uh, to set up this commercial again, we have um, uh, J.K. Simmons with Bert of Sesame Street uh, in the Hall of Claims, just like, you know, we talked about this, what, two weeks ago? Was it on the show? Something like that, yeah. And this claim that they're going to talk about was one involving the Count from Sesame Street. And we see the Count, and he's like in his lair somewhere. But behind him is a wide open window where we can see just like a modern small lawnmower parked out there. And uh, the Count starts counting, and then this happens. Here somewhere. Aha! My monocle! Ah, that's one! One lens! Ah, ah, ah! And suddenly lightning. My mower! Well, that's one chore I can cross off my list. Now, suddenly lightning crashes behind him, or thunder crashes, lightning strikes behind him and hits his mower directly. I mean, one thing that I had an issue with was the scene behind him looks nothing like Sesame Street at all. Like, yeah. Sesame Street is a mixture, obviously, of puppets and sets and real people, but there's a vibe to it. And this right. is really Which weird. Is the city. Because the foreground is like a Muppet set, and then the background it just looks like... I don't know, just a cheap ass. Well, it sort of looks like the t- like the background is like Teletubbies set, and the yeah. foreground is like the Muppets set. And I think you and I were saying, but like, and why? Like, what? He found a monocle, and now his lawnmowers hit. Like, what in the world is going on with this commercial? We also, I mean, you really doctor doctored those up. I mean, <laughs> it talked about some really good ways those could have been uh, so much better, but. I was slash we were missing a really key reference here, which now I get. Ben says that State Farm commercial, if I remember correctly, I think whenever the count counts on Sesame Street, there's thunder and lightning. Oh, that's right. So I think that's the line they were trying to draw. He was counting things, which made lightning strike, which ruined his lawnmower. Still a supremely meh commercial, but at least it's not purely random. That... Makes my soul feel it better. It does. And Ben, thank you for the reminder because you're totally right. That, that of course, is the reference that they're making. I still think it's visually weird and poorly constructed. I think it's a bad mix of things mm-hmm. that they're trying to do, which is riff off of like the characters on Sesame Street who have certain characteristics and their hall of claims, which is supposed to be real things that happen. So if as the math I'm trying to do here that... Some real guy somewhere like got his lawnmower struck by lightning, or is that just totally fictionalized for the Sesame Street right. joke? It just is a it's just a bad marriage, honestly. I agree, but I but thank you. Like, ben. why couldn't the count have something more countish get struck by lightning? Because there's a lawnmower. We've never seen him on a lawnmower. Yeah, there's just a million... have it be his like hearse. I guess that's not really in the Sesame Street <laughs> universe, but you know what I mean. Yeah, have yeah. it be something gothic. Yeah, something that is more. Yeah, there, there's got to be a way to do that. That's surely somebody's had some sort of bat-related mm-hmm. insurance claim. Do that one. Yeah, I would. But, I, but thank you for the reminder that there is at least some logic to 
to some of that joke. Yeah, and I didn't remember that um, thunder lightning crash thing, and so I went back. And a lot of the new clips online, I think they might have replaced them now. Instead of thunder and lightning, I think some of them are like party sounds and balloons come down because I found a couple of those. But here I found an old one from, you know, this looks like the 70s or 80s. He's counting flower pots. Seven! Seven flowers! <laughs> and there it is. And then as soon as I saw that, I did remember that graphic of the lightning bolt behind him. But it also reminded me of one of my favorite early viral videos. Um, the Count has a very famous song that he sings, uh, talking about how much he loves counting things. Um, but then somebody needlessly censored it. Do you remember this? This is one of my favorite videos from the early 2000s. You'll know that I am called the Count Because I really love to <laughs> Sometimes I sit and all day <laughs> But sometimes I get carried away I Slowly, slowly, slowly getting faster. Once I start in f***ing, it's very hard to stop. Hey, faster, faster, it is so exciting. I could forever until I drop one, two, three, four. A well-placed beep is pretty funny. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um... Sorry, Uncle Jamie. Uh, all right. This is um, from listener Michael, who sent uh, a note in about a commercial I had not seen before. Folgers has a uh, coffee called 1850 Coffee, which to me, you would think, oh, this is going to be like some sort of like mi- like old miner or gold prospecty commercial, 1850. Yeah, no? okay. Yeah. I mean, it seems to... I don't know what 1850 means, but it's, I would assume it evokes the year. But instead, it's not. It's a um, commercial where – well, here, I'll let Michael describe it. Have you seen this? Uh, it's shot like a parody of a gritty crime drama in which coffee is treated like an illicit street drug. What caught my attention was the joke one of the cops makes near the end. He dips his finger into the confiscated coffee and says it's been cut with Starbucks. Here, let me play. He makes a really good point after this. Let me play the commercial for you. It's pretty good. So this is like a um, straight-up parody of any kind of kind of procedural cop show. Uh, just a bunch of uh, scenes, uh, you know, kind of mashed up together. But I think you'll be able to follow from the dialogue. The city's changed. Nagita, what do we have here? This coffee wasn't even heard of a year ago. It starts with a sniff. And now, somebody's grandma, somebody's mom. It's everywhere. Ten years. No! Hello. The seduction of it draws them in Like moths to a flame All because of four filthy numbers Now I want to say so In case it's not clear Like they're confiscating people's coffee As Michael said They're like um, Just doing all of the cliche things cops do When they you know find Yeah it's like a gritty crime drama Yeah yeah one eight five zero. How do you explain this? What am I, a professor in explanation? <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's eighteen fifty. Colonel James, you are under arrest for drinking coffee. Captain, we got a jackrabbit. Boys <laughs> on the go. Oh, this one's been cut with Starbucks. <laughs> it's not pure eighteen fifty. <laughs> we got it. Let's bust these coffee clowns. Arrestingly bold yet smooth. They like bust into like a what Who would be like a 
killing it. We have, do they have a so new? Good. Do they have a new ad uh, agency? Oh, I, wonder. I wonder because we talked about Star or uh, Folgers, I think a couple weeks ago about the one that was like the fan, like the Christmas yeah. one, where it's like you walk in on your father-in-law in the shower, mm-hmm. and I just think Folgers has like. Because this is pretty new, right? Like this is this this year. Yeah, I think this is last, currently airing. Yeah. Um, like I think that Folgers is really trying something bold and new and funny. Like I, I had been sort of waiting. Well, here, do you mind if I just finish yeah. the commercial? So I just wanted to say that because we have like ten more seconds and then we can analyze it. But um, they uh, so they're busting in the door here on a like what seems like kind of a trap house. Like they're making drugs in there, except they're filtering all of this coffee like with these like gravity. Tubes. I don't know anything about coffee. Arrestingly bold, yet smooth. 1850 coffee. Quality that's criminal. Okay. Uh, so that's the entire commercial. But yeah, you're just like, they're killing it, right? They're really killing it. It's so different from what they've been known for in the past, which are these treacly, home for the holidays. Um, Vaseline you know, lens. The Vaseline lens. They, I think Folgers was also the one. No, who did the um, taste test? The uh, can you tell the difference? Was that like way back in the day? In yeah, the 80s like and 90s? yeah, back I in the day. Feel like this Folgers, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, anyway. Oh no, no, because they said we replaced your Folgers crystals with blank, right? No, no, that's right. They would replace fancy restaurant real coffee, coffee with, with Folgers, Folgers crystals. crystals. Yeah, this looks like it's real coffee that they're trying to mm-hmm. sell. Yes. Now this is Michael's point. He says. Regarding specifically that it's been cut with Starbucks line, I think it's interesting that Folgers is punching up at a brand that is generally considered to be in higher in a higher tier, coming at Starbucks quality rather than calling them overpriced yeah. or too fancy. Uh, he says maybe that could be a show idea, brands punching above their weight class. I can't think of any other examples, though, <laughs> so maybe not. Um, for As a show idea, that's a good idea, but also that's a really – I think Michael's written before. I think Michael might be in the ad – industry or maybe tangentially related to it that's a really interesting insight yeah i think too if if you look at the branding on that 1850 coffee it looks like a tequila yeah brand like the way that you know tequilas and other kinds of fancier liquors will try to like uh, do like a fancy version of their thing, like we're the, the silver or whatever of the, of their brand. And that 1850, just the way it's, the font that's used and the, just the use of that number, which it sounds like doesn't really even mean anything, or at least they don't explain what the meaning is, um, really puts tries to put it in that category of like a luxury good, mm-hmm. which is really a big change for Folgers. Yeah, I, I love the commercial. I love what you were saying about them just bring way more creativity to all their commercials now. But my only complaint is this 1850 thing. I feel like they inherited something because that 1850. I wish they'd explained it. It feels like something where there is an explanation. Yeah. Like 1850 is like the, you know, the grain, the, the granularity of it or something. I mean, you know, like, like, tell me what that means. Like, why did you call it that? Exactly. Because it seems like off the top of your head, it seems like it would be It does look like after, a year. It, the way it's like their logo. It, it does say has, 170 years in the making. Yeah. So I think it has something to do with the year 1850, which is, it seems very incongruous with that very modern commercial TV parody trope. Like, the only thing I don't like is that. Actually, in is a weird that. way, this is actually an, a kind of an anniversary celebration oh God, product yeah. so very very yeah. good timing wow i didn't even realize that man who put the show together today pretty smart dude <laughs> you can sell anything 
Well, are you ready to go celebrate our anniversary? Yes, after we get the show posted. Um, thank you. Happy anniversary, Genevieve. Happy anniversary to you, and thanks for putting this together. That was sure. the best present you could have given uh-huh. me. Uh, don't tell anybody where we're going for our anniversary <laughs> dinner, though. I don't want people to mob us. Yes, I don't want any paparazzi. Okay, exactly. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Happy anniversary to you, too. Is this an anniversary show? Like, no. What is the year? What is the number? This was episode number 218. We're just a, we just finished our fourth year, basically. Okay. But not Um, exactly. Well, happy 218th anniversary. Yes. Listeners, Ad Council. Uh, Join us on the... (laughs) We've been doing this for 218 years. That's right. We are ghosts. (laughs) How can people find you on Facebook, Veeves? They can find us on Facebook by looking for the After These Messages group. Uh, You shall know us by our logo. Uh, You can email us at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail or call us at 607 444 5597. Get my bell back now. Bye, everybody. You can really sell anything. Oh, dip is he's once again back again with the caravan of Manchester, Pakistan. Karachi Posse's obviously.